you freaking stinker. Hello and welcome to episode 19 of the Unrenowned Podcast, where we talk about Siege, what we like about Siege. What we don't like about Siege. Today, we're going to talk about the latest test server patch notes, which are kind of small, and then some talk on the current state of Siege and people being stupid and sort of breaking the game. Yeah? Sure. Or is that not what you're going to say about it? I think we'll be surprised. Okay. We'll be surprised. Uh, and then listener questions as always. I don't think we have any Reddit posts today. We've been lazy on the Reddit, oh. which actually means we've been productive in real life. <laughs> yeah, or the Reddit has been lazy with good posts. Yeah. Which is not uh, too uncommon. Actually, no. I'm, I might be able to find one by the time we get to it. Um, but let's get into patch notes. Do you have the patch notes pulled up? This season has been so lame with patch notes. Like the first patch notes weren't even yes, that the, good. the actual like, season right like the uh the start of the new season was basically nothing it's like mm-hmm. here's some new operators and a map and we didn't change anything else right and then i mean they changed some things like they gave a buff to clash a very slight buff that's they, true i mean but nothing but not much like nothing exciting there's been nothing exciting at all and it's super kind of lame and um, again i will make the case that the test server kills any excitement that there was you know, like maybe yeah. it's different on console, but at least for PC, it's like by the time it actually comes to the game, it's like this is like four weeks old at this point. <laughs> like, this isn't new. Yeah. So the test server patch notes, um, it's just a bunch of bug fixes. That's all it is. The there there has been the change of the recoil the recoil difference for Kaid's TCG twelve, which is that shotgun that's basically like a DMR. Mm-hmm. Um, they fix that for a, console. Yeah, when you're using control over a mouse. Um. That's like the only thing that's pretty big. Other than that, it's all just random bug fixes that you probably didn't even know about. So that's it. <laughs> yeah, that's seriously it. Like the, there's just a bunch of minor bug fixes that you've never heard of. And uh, maybe that means there's something big coming. Because maybe, like, like they're busy working on something else. Because like what? Yeah. Like there's no way they spent the last however long Six it's been or yeah just working on just these bug fixes like no way i mean it's been the holidays that's true that's a good point that's um, a good point but but yeah i mean it's a little disappointing but i mean honestly we've got a really good game so i guess as long as they're not breaking it that's good yeah i just i just i would like i'm and i'm, I'm fine with patches that don't introduce like a bunch of new stuff mm-hmm. and i'm fine with just like a bunch of bug fixes over and over and over again like that's cool but just at least like fix some of the stuff that we really want fixed. Yeah, know? things that we've been complaining about for the longest time. Like, uh, I don't know, forgiveness for team killing, spawn yes. voting and casual. Uh, okay, so I guess that's it for patch notes. Let's talk about crouch spamming and QEC spamming. So for those of you who are on console, the QEC spamming, that's the, the, the uh, keyboard controls, and that's like lean and crouch. Mm-hmm. So when people are doing like the, the lean dance back and forth and then the crouching mixed in, just like, where it just looks super stupid. Yeah. So people are basically dancing around, but you can't hit them. Yeah. It's, it's funny. Um, now there's two things I want to say about this. So everybody, all of a sudden out of nowhere, we're all coming out of the freaking woodworks and complaining about QEC spamming. Like it came out like maybe two weeks ago. I mean, it's been complained about every once in a while, but like within the last two weeks, it's been like 
every other day there's something else about it and it's like right okay i think it's picked up in game i don't know if like somebody made a youtube video on it that like you know made like it, this is a good tip yeah that like something right. something happened where people are starting to do it more it, yeah it, i think it is becoming more popular mm-hmm. and i'm fine with so there's a lot of discussion about well, let me say what i think about it first first of all i think this has been in, in the game for forever ever since the game started people have been doing this right and it's never been a problem but for some reason all of a sudden we start complaining about it like why why are we complaining about why don't we keep complaining about the stuff that's not getting fixed and why do we have to like every time there's nothing major it's like okay well let's find something small and let's start <laughs> complaining about this because yeah. we have to complain about something yeah the game has to be broken in some way I, I like i will say i think that it's on the rise and that's probably why it's more in people's minds and mm-hmm. like i've seen more videos coming out of it on it and stuff but like i don't think i've seen it in game at least not to an extent where i felt like it was a problem yeah and the, well the thing is like it's not easy to aim either while you're qbc no, it's, spamming it's, it's like you're you're pressing two buttons so you you can't move to the side at all you're just stuck going back and forth with your head well i think people and are then, binding it to like certain keys to like to do it better it, yeah i mean either way you're still you have to take your finger off something well if you put it like on a mouse like a mouse thumb key and you're not shooting well you put it on like, a mouse thumb, thumb key yeah, I guess you can. I mean, go back like and forth there, mouse. there could be where you put it on shift or something, so it's like you can still move it like regular. Yeah, but I mean, in either way, you're pressing like you're pressing an extra button. It's not easy to aim while you're doing it, right? And then you're if you're trying to crouch too at the same time, like that's also another button that you're pressing. That's like it's just awkward, and it's like yeah, you're kind of hard to hit, but it's they have a huge disadvantage too because they're sitting there, their sights moving all over the place. Yeah, like what's funny is like I'm I. I like I obviously don't play a lot on console, but I would guess that they don't see this at all on console because I'm pretty sure the lean at least the default lean buttons are clicking the sticks. Mm-hmm. So that seems really tough to try to be like clicking both sticks while you're also yeah. trying to like aim at somebody. Aim. So right. I can't imagine they're seeing a problem with it, which is good for console. Yeah. I, I feel like console has never really had huge problems with like stuff like that or like even I mean drop shotting is a thing in console, but right. They have their own problems. Right. They have problems with uh, recoil being ridiculous and uncontrollable on a yeah. controller. <laughs> and it's very hard in Siege. I just, I still will never understand why they don't have auto aim turned on for console. Like, yeah, it's it's weird. It's like, very strange. Here's the thing: like the way that I see Siege on console is like, like I I don't want to like disparage console players or anything because like I love console gaming as much, if not more, than PC gaming. But like, I, I just look more. at Siege as a PC game, like, and. Right. Like consoles the afterthought and that's just sort of how it is same as like battlefield, battlefield. Right? Mm-hmm. like if you're playing battlefield on console you're just really not playing battlefield the way it's intended to be played yeah it's whole it's um, different and and it's the same way in the reverse for certain games like um i feel like all the assassin's creed games like those are really meant to be played on console like they were yeah they, they don't function as well in pc as they could and like and obviously they're meant to be played with a controller you know yeah they're just games that feel better playing with a controller then on a, I think Red Dead Redemption also is another one. I will play Especially that on the PC. Especially since it's not on PC. Yeah. So. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but there, there's been teasers of it coming out on PC, and that's where I'll buy it if I do get it, just because I don't really play on console ever. Yeah. But it but. is, it's a game that's I would prefer sitting room down and. Yeah. I just so, feel like console is a more casual experience to be gaming. Yeah. I yeah. I mean, obviously, like PC, as far as shooters go there's just no arguing that PC gives you more control. Like, Oh yeah. Um, and I'm somebody who used to argue against that until I got smart and actually like played shooters on PC more. I was like, I'm not getting that. That's a stupid argument. It, um, it, I mean, just the precision accuracy that you have with a mouse is right. ridiculous. You can't I, I, can't, I can't believe that 
it's, it, it is Siege, but they don't have a way to recognize if a keyboard and mouse is plugged in. Yeah. They're not blocking that. Yeah, like, that's a big problem for console players. That's huge. Like, mm-hmm. what? Like, Fortnite has it, which, like, I mean, Fortnite's a huge, massive game, and it, it's, it would be a huge problem. But, I mean, Siege is, like, so strategic that, like, right. especially you get someone advantage no auto-aim. like that. Yeah, and there's no auto-aim. Like, you give someone an advantage like that, it's ridiculous. Yeah. Like, I could be the best player on console if I plug in a mouse and keyboard. Yeah, 100%. So anyway, back to the QEC spamming. Oh, yeah. So what was I going to say about that? Okay. So I was saying all of a sudden we're complaining about it. And I feel like we should just keep the discussion on the stuff that like the team killing forgiveness yes. and spawn voting and casual. Yes. And um, there's something else that was on my mind. There's like the. There's something else Map that we complain preferences. about. Huh? Map preferences. Yeah. Reddit doesn't complain about that too often. There's something else Reddit complains about frequently that I was just thinking about. They're like, let's keep talking about that. And let's like Censorship? these things that have been in the game, <laughs> the things that have been in the game for forever. Like, why did we have to complain about that all of a sudden? Like, I understand it's getting more popular, it's getting frustrating, but they also have a, a huge disadvantage doing it as yeah. you do trying to hit them. Yeah, I'll be honest. Like, I just haven't seen it as a major problem, but yeah. um, it like it's annoying and like it looks right. dumb. And but, having said that, like I I do like the suggestions that people are bringing out, like putting a um a gap. Like, well, I, okay, I'm okay with leaning being taken out of the game in general. Like, I'm cool with that. I, I don't care if leaning's gone or not. Because it used to be in CSGO and they got rid of it. And, I mean, that's different. CSGO's a different game just with how shooting and bullets work in CSGO. Um, but I just, I don't care enough for leaning to be in a video game. Like, I don't care that. It, it, it makes more of, like, the angle, like, weird angles that you, you can't see them, but they can see you awkwardly. Like, just stuff well, like that happens that more often. What isn't that the whole point? That like, I mean, yeah, but yeah, like, exposed. it's worse. Like, because in Siege, they've tried to make it where like head glitching isn't a thing, mm-hmm. and so like you can be kind of peeking out where like you can't see them, even though they can see your head completely, or like yeah. vice versa. Yeah, and so it's hard just because like you had that leaning thing in it, whereas like if you just had to step into the door, I don't yeah. know. I-, I wouldn't be like losing my mind if they took it out, but I would miss it. Yeah, I would miss it. It would be weird to not have the thing that I one um not argument one suggestion that i actually like a lot is just the time the um not delay the cooldown cooldown yeah between doing it or like slowing you down as you keep doing it over and over again mm-hmm. same with crouching like i'm fine with that being a thing like they can implement that that's or okay even like I, I i guess i don't know how leaning affects your aiming but like it seems like your uh your reticle should get like huge when you're leaning back and forth you know yeah that seems like an easy way to fix it it's just like your your accuracy is just terrible. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that would work totally fine. <laughs> but I have a funny story about leaning. So I was playing Terrace Hunt just to like get a bunch of challenges out of the way, which is funny. I got like 750 renown in one match because like all my Terrace Hunt like challenges just lined up perfectly. It was pretty great. Um, but so like we're we're sitting there, we're like waiting for the next wave of terrorists to come or whatever. And so like I was just like teabagging in front of this dude and he teabags back and then i started doing like the lay down and the crouch thing you know like that thing and he started doing it too and then i started doing like the qec spamming and he just shoots me (laughs) and i was like yeah that's fair (laughs) it's pretty great so that's funny yeah and then later on he was uh like peeking out a window waiting for the terrorists to come and i went outside and castled in front of him it was pretty great that's funny just threw down a castle barricade Okay, shall we move on? Yeah, let's go to the next thing that I want to talk about. Oh, you have another? Oh, I have a couple of things that I want to talk about. Hit me. 
Next one is the ranks not showing up after the game. Oh, yeah. So we talked about this just a second ago. So there's everybody keeps saying over and over again that this is the Ubisoft did this so that we don't see diamonds and coppers being matched together or to be less dramatic, like platinums and silvers being in the same match. Um, but that is not the case at all. It's just a bug. I, right. I, I want to make that very straight because like, people keep saying it all the time and I keep asking everyone like source question mark and nobody ever gives any source because there is no source. It doesn't, it's not a thing. Mm-hmm. They didn't do that on purpose. It's a bug. Yeah. And they so, mentioned it's a bug. So I actually just looked it up just before the podcast started and um, I found a response from an Ubisoft employee on the Ubisoft forum saying that the Siege team is aware of it and they're looking into it. So yes. So it, that just, pretty well confirms that it was unintended. Yes. Just a public service announcement, PSA, this is not purposefully being done so that we can't see other ranks. It is a bug. So we need to chillax on that. Chillax. Just another bug, just like always. Yeah. The other thing I want to talk about is the skill gap between ranks. So I noticed this. Specifically, I want to talk about Rocket League for a hot minute. <laughs> specifically, so, I want to talk about... A totally different game. <laughs> yeah, well, I think it's in Siege 2 a little bit, and I'll, we'll talk about that in a second, but Rocket League. Also, let's pause for one second. If you're listening to this podcast and you don't play Rocket League or you've never played Rocket League, you should probably just take just 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 take an hour and play mm. some Rocket League. Yeah, spend more than that, because the well, first hour, you suck. If they, if they play Rocket League for an hour, they will be playing Rocket League more than an hour. That's a good point. Yeah. Yeah, that's just, but just so you can keep up, because we will be talking about Rocket League. I, I will say that I think so. I bought Ryan Rocket League because he wouldn't buy it himself, and that is probably the you know best. What's funny is I probably would have at some point. Yeah, probably, but that is the best present I think I've ever given Ryan because it has. He's put like what five hundred something hours into it. Yeah, I, I'm probably close to six hundred if not over that by now, and uh, it cost you twenty bucks. So that's like even at five hundred hours, it's what like ten cents an hour or something like that. Yeah, I, it is, it's a pretty dang good present. Cent if you an ask hour. me, I will say. Yeah, I, I've spent 468 hours, four 481 hour. hours in Rocket League myself. That's actually more than I've played Siege. My final answer is four cents an hour. Four cents an hour. You have you have exactly 100 more hours than I do in Rocket League. 581 hours. So we played Rocket League a lot. Both of us have played it more than we've played Siege. Um, part of that's just because Rocket League's so easy to play. Like you can't really go play Siege like when you're trying to do something else or like you can't. Mm-hmm. Siege like requires just, a bigger time commitment and exactly. just the activation energy. Mm-hmm. Like, like for, for Rocket League, I'm 100% okay going in and playing by myself with a random and mm-hmm. like, that's fine. Like It's a relaxing game too. Like I, I can just, like if I just want to relax, just play two games of Rocket League, that's, they're five minutes each and I can just relax. Yeah. For like 10 minutes. Totally. Whereas like Siege is like at least 15 minutes. At so least anyway. in a casual sense. Anyway, so <laughs> I was talking about skill skill gap. So the other day we go on to play Rocket. So we're like platinum and Rocket League, like jumping between plat one and plat two all the time. So the other I'm day a we solid get on plat two. Excuse me. I'm sorry. Oh, Ryan saw plat two. I apologize. <laughs> I'm I'm jumping between plat one and plat two while we play. Um, and the other day we get on. And we're like, okay, we're gonna go to Ryan's. Like, we're gonna go to plat three today. I was like, all right, it sounds good. We go in there, we lose like over and over and over and over and over and over. It was again. seriously like a twelve loss streak or something. It was awful. I don't know why we didn't stop playing. We should have played Siege instead. But it was just bad. And so we got ourselves into gold. And so the other day I like go to get on. I'm like, I'm just going to get myself out of gold real fast. So I go solo queue in gold. And I felt like I was playing against like copper players. Like it was <laughs> the worst experience I have ever had playing Rocket League. I was getting so frustrated. I finally just turned it off. After like five games, it's like win one, lose one, win one, lose one. I was like, this is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. These guys suck. And like the other team sucked too. And I was just so frustrated that we weren't winning. Mm-hmm. So anyway, I just, I've noticed this huge skill, da- skill gap difference 
in Rocket League just between Gold and Platinum. And I think I've noticed the same thing in Siege. I just didn't notice it as much. When you're playing Siege and you're playing like in silver matches versus gold matches, there's just huge differences. Like in how the players are playing and how like the strategy and the meta changes. Yeah. Uh, so the thing about Siege, I don't feel like it's as consistent as mm-hmm. Rocket League is. So and I think there's a lot of reasons for that. Um, one is that in Rocket League, there are far fewer variables. So there's a different right. stages in Rocket League, but they're all identical. It's like it's like playing basketball on a different basketball court. It's mm-hmm. all like on the under the same league rules or whatever, right? right. Like they're all identical, even though the the surroundings might be different or the you know the flooring might be different or whatever. Like mm. essentially, they're the same. Yeah, playing on grass or playing on ice, same thing. Yes. So, <laughs> so or playing in a um, underwater city. Oh yeah. Um, but yeah, like, I mean, so there's just fewer variables. And then, um, on top of that, I think you have a bigger sample size because the games are so short. So like the equivalent of like playing one ranked game in siege, that's what, like 30 minutes usually. Right. Um, but that's like four or five rocket league games. Yeah. So essentially like their sample size for each player is four times bigger, which means that your rank is probably more accurate. Um, so because of that, like, or at least I think because of that, that's why to me, it feels like Rocket League's a little bit more consistent in like, if you're playing at platinum, it feels like you're playing at platinum versus gold and versus silver or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, now in siege, there's the maps, right? Like the maps mm-hmm. are wildly different. And I feel like people are like their skill level varies significantly Definitely. based on the map that they're Definitely. on. Definitely hundred percent. Right, like I we, we know suck that on theme park. I am amazing on consulate. Right, it's like there's certain maps we play. It's like we do not lose on consulate. Well, we do. I mean, we I mean and we do more now than we used off. to. Yeah, <laughs> but like I mean, well, there's other ones too. It's like um, I feel like on bank, like we almost always win yes, on bank. We win bank know? a lot. Uh, like there's certain maps where we win a lot, and there's other maps where it's like, okay, well, I guess we lost. Like as soon as it starts, GG forfeit. Yeah. Um, so there's that. And then there's also like the, your team, like if you don't have your regular squad, like how often are you really going to get the five same people? Right. You know, it's so, like, even if you do have a squad of five each time, like you're still like shuffling up who's in there. So there's just more variables that way. Mm-hmm. So like, I just feel like both yourself and the people you're playing against, there's always like different things shuffling it up. And so somebody who might be like good enough to be in platinum might be in bronze. And, you know, so it just like, it really screws up any semblance of like oh yeah this is like what it feels like to play in bronze yeah so i don't know like i like i think i could agree with you like in certain aspects like like in silver i can sort of feel like it feels a little bit more consistent mm-hmm. um but like certainly in copper like copper is just a freaking madhouse like who knows what's going on at the bottom ranks of copper it's just right. like you're playing against people it's like he's way too good to be down here yeah and i know i am too and like what's going on here like, <laughs> yeah that's the thing that i also want to talk about too is and this is across every single game that has ranks because i've seen it in counter-strike i've seen it in um heroes of the storm siege and rocket league is the lower ranks you are you have more people the more smurfs i guess you'd say are people that just don't belong down there like the other night we were playing rocket league and there was a few guys that were like amazing mm-hmm. like they were just they were they sucked and then all of a sudden they were just like um like flying all over the place twirling around while they were flying right going off the ceiling and then getting that like jump reset that it was like holy like this guy's really really good right and the same thing in siege like in copper there's guys that are like way good in copper that just purposefully in copper and i noticed the same thing when i was playing csgo in the lower ranks like there were guys that were just down there but they were way good and it's like mm-hmm. how are you 
and just that's just how it is. In every ranked game that there is, the lower low ranks, you have like some really really sucky players, and you have some guys that are just way yeah, too good to be a down mess. there. It's like I don't know if it's just that like it's people who just don't take it that seriously, and then like something just like triggers them, and they like get like mad and try hard or something, or if mm-hmm. like. I don't know if it's just like usually they're drunk when they're playing. And so like sometimes they're a little too drunk and then sometimes they're like, okay, you yeah. know, like I, I don't know what it is, but there are like really good players that get down to these bottom ranks and they just really mess up any attempt to like, to try to get out of that once you yeah. accidentally get there. Yeah. Those are the players that just need to freaking, I don't know, go to a hole and stay there for a long time. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't know what you do with that, you know? I mean, rock started it, right? Well, like, I don't think they're cheating is the thing. Like, I guess, yeah, they're not cheating. It's just frustrating. Like, those kind of players, it's just in Siege specifically. Like, it's, I don't know, just in ranked. <laughs> it's just annoying. Yeah. Like, I just hate people that don't take the games, like, in ranked especially, and they don't take the game seriously. Yeah, it like, it, it certainly screws up the idea of, like, trying to rank players when you have people that are intentionally losing or, like, yeah. not taking it seriously, but they're actually, like, really good. Yeah, like it, it really throws a wrench into that whole system, that's especially just, with the small sample size. Right. And that's part of the problem. Yeah. is like you lose one game and that's that's a big deal because it that's at least a half hour just to make up what you lost. Right. Mm-hmm. The thing that I like about Rocket League, too, is like you lose two games in a row, no matter what you're going down, like at least a division. Right. Like mm-hmm. you're you're going to you keep moving around and the games are five minutes long. So like we've played, I don't know, like tons of games this season. And like, cause I have at least 40 wins because I've gotten the, anyway, but still like after two losses, we'll still drop down one. Whereas like in siege, you play that much, like you go up and down like 12 points every game. So it's like impossible to move anywhere with your yeah. rank. It slows it's down like, a lot. Fat. Well, I think what Rocket League does well is that they've divided each rank into four divisions or three. I think defend, uh, there's definitely four in gold three. Yeah. It's, I'm so like, so you're like you're you're platinum one, and then you're division one, two, three, or four, and that mm-hmm. like those really aren't different ranks, those divisions, but it's just like it's just like a benchmark, right? Like, yeah, like a little to to plat two. Yeah, it, it's like a landmark of uh, you've gotten farther. I think there's only three in platinum. That might be true. I really don't know. Anyway, either way, I feel like in Rocket League, I'm moving up and down all the time, whereas mm-hmm. I can see just like once you get to the end of the season, like it doesn't matter if you win or lose. Either way, you're pretty much staying in the same spot. Yeah, yeah, it's true. Which is kind of, I mean, it's it's good in a way because it, like it keeps, but it sucks if you're in copper and you just get stuck down there. Like you, it's literally elo hell. There's nothing you can do. Yeah. You're screwed. Another thing that's kind of nice about Rocket League is they don't do hard resets every season. They do soft resets, mm-hmm. and so I don't know like exactly what the parameters are for it, but basically like it takes your previous season's rank as sort of a like more of a starting point or like more influence. Right. So like, I mean, you'll like you will have to rank again. You have to place again at the beginning of the season. Mm-hmm. Um, but my guess is that it, it like it either gives you a boost or like it, it sets your, like, uh, your uncertainty variable lower or whatever. Right. Like it does something that it's not like completely starting over and like having to shuffle through all those people trying to get to the right spots again. So right. that's kind of nice. Like I like hard resets every once in a while, but it'd be a little bit nice in siege if it was like, Hey, you know what? Like I got to gold. Can I kind of like start somewhere around there this yeah. time instead of like, having a few bad placement matches and being screwed for the rest of the season. Yeah. I, uh, the thing that's nice about rocket league too, is just cause they're five minute matches is like you have 10 placement matches, but it only takes 50 minutes. I mean, a little longer if there's overtime right. to so get to like those. Whereas like siege, it's like, they're at least 25 minute matches. 
and it takes you forever to play the 10 placement matches. Right. So it, it takes us essentially like a month. Yeah. <laughs> like placed. If you got stuff going on during the freaking Well, you're week, still not placed for the season, right? I think I'm gold. Did gold. you finally get placed? Okay. Yeah. Anyway, um, any other random stuff you wanted to bring up? No, that was that was that was the last one. I just wanted to talk about Rocket League real fast. Yeah, Rocket League's great. You should play Rocket League. Rocket League is actually a very good game. Uh, you know, we should have like, we should have like a random recommendation every every podcast where we spend like two minutes just like, hey, I've been playing this game and it's awesome. Yeah, like, my only one though would be Rocket League or Ring of Elysium. That's true. You don't play very many other games. Pretty much but, Siege. One Siege know, came like out. Something you're playing right now. It could be something old. But old was Halo. Huh? Old was just Halo. Old was just... <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of Halo games you can recommend. That's a good point. Um, okay, I actually did find one Reddit post um, that's kind of funny. Uh, so somebody tried to post something with the title, can we just disable Automod deleting posts because they appear to be a bug report? And then Automod deleted it as a bug report. <laughs> <laughs> because he said the word bug in it um and so he like he screenshotted that and posted again and said well at least automod proved my point (laughs) um it was just funny and he was saying like like isn't it better to uh to redirect serious bug reports to rainbow six fix manually rather than having a bunch 80 90 percent he says which i'm sure is not right but of discussion posts shut down instantly without a chance for them to be seen and it's true like you, you're trying to discuss something something a lot of times on the subreddit and like automod grabs it because you used a forbidden word yeah and then it's out. like i did a post one time where i was like posting about operator ideas and i posted one of their names in the yeah. thing which was glitch, glitch <laughs> and then like deleted it and it's like just because i said the word glitch like i can't put oh, so stupid it but is I, very frustrating especially when like you don't notice right away it's like you post something you go do something and then you check like an hour later to see your responses and there's only one message you're like oh i guess it wasn't very big and it's automad being like oh your post has been removed please consider posting to r6 fix like no you freaking stinker yeah <laughs> yeah anyway and then the top comment on that was like as a thread basically people complaining about how the subreddit sucks because it's just bad memes and 3ks and just like bunch of like mediocre gameplay videos uh i'd agree all the discussion and gameplay and tips although the memes have been removed buried. there is no memes there are no memes there, well there aren't you can't do like a meme that's like going around the internet that you just siegeified yeah but like people are basically just doing memes i mean that's a good point you do have yeah there are memes you're right, right. it's just like it it's is. just not like a popular internet meme going yeah. around that somebody put ash on yeah they're just drawing it themselves and then it's a meme so yeah people are just complaining about like i like i wish that we could talk like about siege on the siege subreddit yeah and so and then i i uh name dropped the podcast so <laughs> so welcome to i guess one person said they are subscribed so welcome to those of you if any who saw that comment and are now listening to the this is the, the underground rainbow six siege podcast this is the one where we talk about siege what we like about siege okay as long as we're talking about listeners let's get into listener questions shall we let's do it okay so i actually got um one two on twitter this week so you can ask us questions on Twitter at R6 Unrenowned. You can also ask them on our community Discord. You can find the link for that in the show notes, or you can find it on our Twitter, which again was at R6 Unrenowned. Um, so we have a question here from Adam Gra 
with his phone number at the end of his handle or something. Are you serious? It's like a 10-digit number. (laughs) I I have an idea to give Echo a slight nerf. I would think that when he gets zapped by a Twitch drone, he's exited from his yokai. What do you think? I'd be fine with that. I'd be fine with that happening to anybody on a camera. Yeah. um, The thing, though, is I actually kind of like the idea of being able to zap him with the Twitch drone, and he's just taking damage without... Because like, you, you notice when you're in the camera, you mm-hmm. get the, like, something hit you. Yeah, you get, like, the, ah, and, like, the little, like, yeah. red. That was a really good, can you do that again? No. Uh, that was very good. He even did, like, a whole body movement when he did that. <laughs> it looked pretty, I, I just, I saw Echo for a second. I almost asked for a signature. Um, <laughs> I didn't really, but. I don't, I don't know his real name, so I couldn't do it. Um, but, ah. I don't know, there's, there's, like, I, like, I kind of see both sides because i like the idea of being able to like do damage to him where he has to like manually respond Mm -hmm. but then i also like the idea of being able to like make that you know use that as a strategy is like okay i'm gonna go in and zap him when you guys are ready to plant yeah you know yeah i i I mean the thing is a twitch drone now it used to this is kind of going into another question i'll talk about later but the twitch drone used to have 10 uh things that did 15 Mm -hmm. damage i believe before it used to have 15 15 and they still and they did 10. 10 so you could kill someone with mm-hmm. it now you, you could kill three people theoretically with the two drones yeah yeah so i mean it was it was really cool now they've taken it down to five which is nice because like you shouldn't be able to go around and kill 15 gadgets like that's ridiculous yeah but it just sucks but when i think five is a people. little small i like yeah i think seven would maybe be yeah. a good it, that was a drastic change yeah no kidding they, they do that kind of a lot sometimes they take down and sometimes it's needed like uh what's his face what's his name you have no idea what i'm talking about Kai. No, <laughs> i actually was gonna say Kai, and i was like well i have no idea the uh, revolver that they have him and nomad uh-huh. taking down the damage drastically like that it was good yeah um so sometimes it is needed but they do those drastic changes sometimes you're like Whoa. yeah sometimes it's like just turn the dial a little bit yeah, like just, <laughs> just touch it yeah. like what do you someone went over and like got pissed off that the music was too loud and Put it way too far down. Now you can't even hear the music anymore. Yeah. Um, what was the question? The thing about zapping Echo out of the oh, drone. Right. Yeah. So I, I think that would be cool. I, I also don't think that they have a way to determine the difference between like taking damage from a Twitch drone and taking damage, and taking from, a damage from a bullet or anything else. You know, like like on that level where they could say, oh, okay, well, Echo won't get kicked out on or will get kicked out on the Twitch drone, but won't get kicked out on right. bullets or shit. Like, you know, and I wouldn't, I wouldn't care if he got kicked out while he was getting shot either like i'd be yeah, fine I mean, with fine. any damage kicking someone off their camera actually that, that might be just a better uh like standard procedure yeah um because it does it's suck better sometimes because sometimes defender. it's hard to tell like what's going on like if you're echo and you're like watching like a gunfight in the drone and you get like those indicators sometimes it's confusing like right like while you're zapping somebody or it's yeah, like it's like same thing with my have going on you're like wait Oh, I'm getting hit in real life. Like, I need to get out right, right now. Same thing with Maestro. It's like you're focused on somebody trying to plant. There's gas and like, and you're you're, you're shooting, you're shooting them. at them. And then you're switching drones to like try to not have it kill. And then and then you're taking damage at the same time. It's like it's just one more thing that you might not yeah, even like, notice. Wait, wait, wait. Oh, this is real life. I'm not just not just the camera getting shot. Right. It's like yeah. Wait, what's happening right now? Yeah. Um. Yeah. Next question at plope one two five twitch says listen to the podcast for the first time today really enjoyed it thank you very much thank you welcome what do you guys think about getting extra renown for level rank ups with free alpha packs every five levels or so yes sounds like a good idea here's the problem 
the whole entire Siege community would lose their mind that they didn't get renowned for the 178 yeah. levels they had already <laughs> gone up. That's a really good point. We, yeah. I do like the idea of getting something for leveling up. And I don't like this. I, I don't like the idea of you just level up for forever. Mm-hmm. I think it's, it's kind of boring. There should be like a limit it, of like. I guess that level does show somewhere, but. It's just like there's nothing. It doesn't mean anything. Like you see a guy's level 367. All you know is like oh, that guy has played way too much siege in his life. <laughs> yeah. Like, and sorry to anybody that's at that level, but if that's the case, you should probably go do something. Um, well, you're actually doing life, right? You're playing siege, but like seriously, like at that point, it's like, why am I leveling up? Like it doesn't do anything. Yeah. Like it's what's just even the point? A new clearance level. Like, first of all, there's seven clearance levels in real life, at least in the American government, but. I just anyway. What? <laughs> it's parents like, levels. There's seven of them. Uh, yeah, it's like they're trying to just fulfill a checkbox on the video game, like yeah, quota. I would have been fine if like level fifty was the highest. If it took a while to get to level fifty, mm-hmm. like that would have been cool by me. They have like a nice like a rank. We've talked about this before. Like have some sort of rank along with that. Like Rocket League, you get Rocketeer and Halo Reach. It was like, uh, oh, what was the high? Oh. <laughs> Inheritor? In- Inheritor. I think you're right. Is that Inheritor. the top one? I think it's Inheritor. Like, I just, I like that idea of just yeah. give it a max and like, oh, I hit max rank. Like, cool. Yeah. But I like Plope's idea of... um, I do like the idea of like you know, giving getting you renown or then getting an alpha pack like every, mm-hmm. you know, every landmark level yeah. or whatever. For sure. But again, the, the only problem is the whole frequency community will out. lose its mind that they didn't get something for free. Yeah. So, and it kind of sucks. Um, maybe good, for Siege too. Good, good comment though. I, I, I do like that. Yeah, good idea. Okay, let's go to our questions in the Discord. So if you're not in the Discord yet, you should join. We have over 100 people there now. And it's a fun place. You can find people to play with. You can talk Siege and you can ask questions for the podcast. Mm-hmm. Like the first one that we have for today from Get Off My Van. What if Recruit had access to all the guns from the operators that you bought? For example, if you bought Nomad, you had access to the AK-74 when you're being Recruit. Okay, so my only question is if you have Nomad, like at that point you have well, enough operators. Why are you playing Recruit? <clears throat> yeah. You know? Um, yeah, we sort of went off on this last time, but like the whole like choosing to play Recruit thing doesn't make sense to me. Like Recruit is not supposed to be like something you play it's just yeah. like a backup the only reason you brought this up but the only reason it's really there for the game is because the starter edition only gives you three operators or whatever so if mm-hmm. those three operators are picked you have to be able to play something right so it's it exists to allow people to be able to play the game if they don't have the uh, another operator that's already on the screen yeah and i don't feel like we need to be trying to like buff recruit like no. when people are trying to say like oh we need to fix recruit or buff recruit or yeah it's recruit like, needs what? to be like an actual operator now <laughs> like he's not an he's operator not to he's be, just like <laughs> it's a meme yeah i don't know i don't get it so i mean like i wouldn't care if he had access to the gun like i i i couldn't really care less but like yeah, i just fine. if you have no man why are you playing recruit if you have more if you there's an operator to pick you better pick that operator over recruit i understand mm-hmm. like and i don't i don't really like the idea of people picking it so they can have more frags yeah the, like, yeah that's what i said last week yeah it's just kind of like no that's not how yeah it, it sort of like ruins the balance of the game in a little in a way yeah i, I mean it is fun everyone's trying to do like the recruit like shield maiden thing mm-hmm. we did that on the house 
yeah. madhouse event. That was fun. Yeah, it it's kind of fun, but like, it's not like serious siege. No. Pudding man, pudding man. Pudding man. He has a meta question about the podcast. Uh, is there any plans for allowing fans to essentially call in through Discord or something, kind of like the 100th episode of the official podcast? I think it would be great to get fans on the podcast to voice their opinion rather than just a question. Just a thought. I know there's trolls, but I think it would be a fun experience. So, yes, this is something we totally do want to do. Mm-hmm. It's really just a matter of logistics more than anything else. And just like, um, I mean, for one thing, we had to we had to work out how to get the Discord audio in with the, you know with our current setup and everything. And then it's like, okay, and how we... Um, edit that and it's going to add to the editing um, you know time that it takes to edit and everything so it's something that we want to do at some point like there's no like there's no date for when that will happen right I mean it could be like next month or it could be like next year so like just sort of like whenever the stars align but it is something we want to do at some point so the the difficult thing with it is like we try to come up with a good time that works for both of us to come and record the podcast like we're gonna do it this time but it changes all if something comes up or it's like i can't do it this time so it's really hard to get like a third person in and be like some random person we don't really know right and have to tell them like oh sorry dude we have to do it this time oh that doesn't work for you okay well now we have to find a different time it's gonna have to be on another episode and and what he's saying what i actually want to do is like to have like different people come in and like ask their question and discuss about it or whatever, mm-hmm. you know, like throughout one podcast. Yeah. And so then it's like, okay, now how do we make sure that we can get like, you know, 10 people or whatever on? Yeah. So it's, it's just logistics more than anything, but like, yeah, that, that's so, totally something we want to do. We think mm-hmm. that'd be so fun. It would be fun. It'd be cool. We do want to involve the community. Um, moving on to, I am pop tart. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> should r6 have a playlist of only dlc maps there will be two different types you will have casual and a ranked or only just a ranked playlist of all the dlc maps um i do like the idea of having like some sort of well i mean what it's doing really is just giving you map preferences in a way mm-hmm. i do like the idea of having like there should be a playlist of just the pro league maps that's what it should be there should be a playlist of like pro league maps only like yes let me play that playlist that's the one I want to be playing. I mean, so for me, before they start adding like, okay, here's a playlist of these specific maps, I would rather either one, just have like custom servers that people can host mm-hmm. or two, just build in proper map preferences, you know, or build in yeah. um, uh, counterpicking maps, you know, like I, it's just like, I, I don't feel like Ubisoft is recognizing that this is a problem that their map pool is getting too big and not just like Mm the, like not like the pool of rank specifically or the pool of like casual specifically, but like just the number of maps that are in the game and like that you have to learn all these maps to be able to actually play in any meaningful way to learn the map fortress, which is a bigger map. The, so the best way to learn a map is in ranked play because it plays differently in ranked than it plays in casual and spawn voting changes a map completely. Right. And it lets you learn it better. Right. A hundred percent. Um, so, and then you have a one in 12 chance of getting it when you're playing ranked. Like mm-hmm. it really sucks. It was really, really nice in the TTS when it first came out, it, when the only map available at all was Fortress because you could play ranked Fortress and you learned it like it was cool. And then within like two hours, they had changed it and then put in all the maps. And it was like, no, like just like, I just want, it's, it's hard to learn a map that's brand new when you only get to play it like one in 12 times. Right. And then you forget it by the time you play it again. It's like, right. Yeah. It's, it's, it's maddening. How like I'm still learning theme park from when I've been back and it's been like seven months and I'm still learning it. Right. Because I just don't get to play it enough. 
Mm-hmm. And I don't really want to play it, so that's kind of nice. Yeah. <laughs> but it's just like... Well, it's like especially when, when the only time you have spawn voting is in ranked. Uh-huh. So, like, even if you, if you did want just want to learn the maps and you went to casual and you got theme park one out of the 15 times, or like, you know, right. you get that one out of 15 roll dice roll, then it's like, okay, now I don't get to choose where I spawn, so it's, like, much more difficult to try to, like, learn. Right. Right? And it's just, like... It's so frustrating. So frustrating how difficult they make it to get into this game. But props yeah. to everybody who is still joining this game because people are. It that it's very difficult at this point. I I would be overwhelmed, hundred percent overwhelmed to try to join. Yeah. All right, we got another question from Get Off My Van. What if there was a drone that took two shots to kill and was faster than other drones? So I mean, would this be like a? Uh... I'm assuming this is an operator's gadget, yes. right? Um, I said last week, I will, I love the idea of having op- an operator with a special drone mm-hmm. besides Twitch, you know? Yep. Um, I don't like, I don't think this is enough. Just like an armored drone that takes two shots to kill and moves faster. Like that's not, that's not enough of a gadget, but if they had like a little bit more of a mild gadget in some way, or maybe if like they're dr- like when, when that person's playing drones have like special scanning abilities or something like that, mm-hmm. you know? Um, what if really they cool? had like a drone that was like not like an RCXD, but like one that you could like put it into, like create like a hole in a wall, like not a big hole, but one you could at least shoot, like one big enough to shoot through, maybe not climb through, mm-hmm. but like it could like jump into the wall, mount, and like three second within three seconds it detonates. Like they could shoot it by then; it would take two shots to hit, but they could shoot it before it detonates. But yeah. you could like detonate it into a wall. Like yeah, you, you could do it to a person too, I guess. But like that would be cool to have like a drone you could like. I mean, that'd be cool, right? That'd be really cool. Like, if you're really safe cool. behind a wall, you can move it in and get it into position, blow up a wall. Yeah. Like, cool. what if it could do hard breaching too? So, like, it had two modes of exploding where if it was on a soft wall or whatever, it would just do like a regular explosion. And then if it was on a hard wall, it'd do a hard breach. Okay. So, like, a smaller like, or like how? I don't know. I mean, it take, takes longer. Okay. Right? So, like, you just have different options with it. That'd be cool. I um, would like that a lot. I think that'd be really, really cool. Hey, I, it couldn't. Sweet. What I would not want it to do is to be able to like go into like a room and blow up some random operator. No, like not at all. Like a fast armored drone that can just run in and blow you up. Like I do not like that idea. And and it would be cool too if like if they limited the the amount of damage it does. Like even if you're standing mm-hmm. right next to the wall, because then you got the things like the echoes who's in the corner or whatever, and you find him and you basically just go and plant yourself on the wall next to him and blow him up like a breach yeah. charge, right? Yeah. Like that would kind of suck. It'd be kind of funny. I do think it should be able to like mount onto deployable shields and blow up a deployable shield. Like, yeah, that'd be sweet. Cool. Like something just like a remote breaching. Yeah. Idea, like because we have like Ash and Sophia, but it's like and but they and still Ivana. have to have some sort of angle on it. Right. They're, they have to have line of sight. Yeah. And so, like at that, I mean, how often do you really use those breaching abilities in a mm-hmm. way that you couldn't just have walked up? Like, yeah, I mean, Habana, you do I mean, use Habana you do. Like, frequently where you can't walk up and put down a charge, but but like, how cool would it be to have somebody that literally has like a remote? Yeah. They can go in and like jump it onto the wall, mount it, and like yeah. within five seconds. What would be cool about it too is like, so let's say he has two of these and they like service his drones as well. Mm-hmm. It's like then you're you're giving up the utility of a drone, right? Because like yeah. at higher level play, like the, uh, drones are super important, right? So you're like you're you're trading a drone um, for a hole, yeah, right? It'd be cool too to have that like pre-game like. They have to look out for this freaking drone that's going around like screwing you up in the pregame. Yeah, like that's kind of cool. Yeah, in the preparation phase. I I like that idea. 
we added a little bit to it, but I think that'd, that'd no, be but fun. That's, that's awesome. I'm excited for Joan. I really hope the Joan hacking thing. Okay, well, here we are for this question from Get Off My Van. But before I talk about it, Get Off My Van. I had some ideas for the operator that can hack drones. One, he could hack into all of the drones and get just the video feed from them. Two, he could hack one drone, take full control over it. Three, if the operator finds a stopped drone, he could pick it up and it would become his drone. It would be able to do all of the things a normal drone can do, including ping enemies. Four, or the operator could just have the choice to pick which way he would hack the drones. Um, what do you guys think? These are my favorite ideas on the defensive operator. I, I like the idea personally of just being able excuse me, just being able to hack like a single drone and take control of it. Yeah. I don't know if I like the idea of taking all the drones and just being able to look at the cameras. I feel like that's too much like Dokubi. Yeah. And we yeah. talked about that before, I think, but um so do you like that he has to go and like find a drone and pick it up? Yeah. I think, I think so. that's kind of cool. Yeah. <laughs> if you like picked it up and did like some little thing with it or whatever yeah. and then and he's, he just puts like, it down I got and throws it or something. Yeah. <laughs> you are mine. That'd be cool. And then like so would you be able to do that to unlimited drones if he finds them and picks them up? Because it yeah, seems I mean, like that's something that's pretty... Because you put them too high like you can't reach them, right? So like right. they can be out of reach or they can be under something where you can't get to right. it. But you, you really have to give him the drones. Yeah. If it's under mute jammer he can pick it up and take it. Yeah. Like, Is I think that that's cool. enough of an ability though? I feel like it could be having a drone that's on your side. Like you can put a camera anywhere that looks like a defender camera. Mm-hmm. Like that's way cool. Or does does he just turn into one of these operators? It's like he has his ability, and then he has like seventeen passive abilities that, that like nobody remembers what they all I hate, are. Yeah, no, please no. Uh, it'd be kind of cool if like maybe you couldn't get spotted or something by drones, or like I don't know. I don't just, feel like that. Like, I, I just don't like because I, I think like you have to essentially give him. His yeah, ability. you have to. I mean, well, it happens a lot too, where people just like the prep time runs out, and there's a drone just sitting in the middle of the floor. Yeah, like okay, I'll take that, and yeah. you can you can move the, that camera outside. Like, I right. don't know. You can and you can synergize it with mute or whatever, and like right. you know, get yourself three drones. Right. So, I, I mean, I'm really excited to see what this is. We know that somebody's coming with the drones hacked based on a leak. Mm-hmm. I and mean, we don't know what that means. All we yet. know is I that mean, they say drones. Very they, much speculating at this point, but yeah, all we know is that they have a statistic tracked that is drones hacked. Yeah. So, I'm looking forward to it. Steel Switch asks, "Will we ever see a buff to mute that will allow him to put his jammers on walls like Jaeger?" I also would like to see his area of effect a little larger than it already is. I would not be surprised to see him get Jaeger's thing. Yeah, that'd be fine with me to have it be able to be on a wall. Like mm-hmm. that's okay. Um, area of effect, it already is actually pretty large. Yeah, um, I think it's pretty. It big. used to be much smaller. Was it really? Or- yeah, it was much smaller. But you used to be able to only get like one reinforcement. Well, you could get two if you put it in between them, but you wouldn't huh. get the full of both of them. So I, like I know, like at first you didn't get the um the indicator that showed right. what the area uh-huh. was. Yeah. It'd be kind of nice too if like when you were, maybe I'm stupid and it does this, when you're putting down, so like say you put one down, you're putting a second one down, you don't get to see the first one's area of effect no. anymore, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it'd be kind of nice if like when you were playing one, it would show yeah, the area of effect all of the ones area you already effect. had placed. Yeah. Um, or maybe if like there was like a button you could push to like just show you what they are. Yeah. That'd be kind of nice for actually everybody. If there was like a button that's like show area of effect of all my team's gadgets yeah. or whatever, or like within a certain nice. vicinity so that you can know if you're standing within the meat jammer or whatever. Yeah. And we, we talked about in our wish list podcast area of effect just added to pretty much everything. Like after you place it down, because like you can see it as mute as you're placing it down, but then after you place it down, you can't see it anymore. And it's kind of hard sometimes to tell. Right. So it'd be nice if you place it down, everybody just saw its area of effect for like five seconds and then it just ooh, then it kind of fades away. Yeah. 
And you know what else should fade away? Debris. Yes, debris Quickly. needs to go. Like Entirely. literally. I, I hate bar- I hate hitting barricades now because it's like half the time you hit it and this little piece stays there and you know for a fact on someone else's screen it doesn't look the same. Right. And so it's like, no, I'm not looking through that window. No right. way. Yeah. Like after you hit a window and debris in it, within two seconds it should just like Like disappear. if it's not on the ground, it should be on. Yeah. It should just crumble up or something. I don't care if it looks stupid. Just get that thing out of there. Yeah. I hate it. And I don't think it needs to be server-side. I don't think... I mean, it, I, I, if it doesn't disappear, it doesn't need to be server-side. But that puts more on the server than we want. It would just be nice for it to stay client-side, but then disappear after like two or three seconds. Mm-hmm. Or just instantly. Like, just get rid of it. Yeah. Just be gone. Yeah, I mean, you don't even have to have it. Like, just be gone. You had it just gone. Debris be gone. That's a new product. It'd be cool if there was I'm like a video on. graphic setting to have like debris settings. You could have it like high, minimal, or none. No, I hate... I, okay, no. <laughs> Ooh. I hate graphic settings that influence the way the game looks like in a way that matters. Okay. You know, like, like in PUBG, for example, you could like turn down foliage and like, then you could like people are laying down in the grass and you can see them. Oh, and you can see them perfectly. It's like, Good I shouldn't point. be punished for Good having point. spent like $800 on a graphics card. Yeah, right? yeah. It's like, so I can play a nice game. So but... I can have my game look nice. Like obviously like games will look different, but it should be comparable as far as like how much, right. Like how it affects that. what, how it looks to people. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I do understand that. That doesn't make sense. Um, Visibility should not be different based on your graphic settings. Yeah, that's a good point. I just do wish that d- debris was g- 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 gone. <laughs> yes, it should be gone. That's how far I am. asks, on the technical side, there's been a lot of talk about the Anvil engine in Siege being a bit old and giving limitations. Should Ubi go for Siege 2? And if that were the case, how would you like it? From the ground up, old assets with new twists, same operators with different tweaks abilities, or... Just an engine change rework in the style of Counter Strike to Counter Strike Source or Go. Um, so first of all, like when Siege first came out, I was telling people like, I guarantee you Siege Two will be out by like 2018, 2019. Mm-hmm. And then I had to eat my words because like they very clearly just picked up on like keeping Siege running and live yeah. and stuff. Because like the perception, at least for me at the time, was like this is a great game that is not getting the attention it deserves mm-hmm. and needs a little bit of work. And I like this is going to be the Assassin's Creed, um, you know, where it's like great idea, great concept. Give us like the sequel that's like polished, right? Yeah. And but they've done an amazing job mm-hmm. with Siege. So props on that. I do think we should get Siege two eventually, but not anytime soon. Yeah, I don't think it's gonna happen. I mean, maybe twenty twenty one. Might be seeing it two years from now, but yeah, I mean, by that game, by that time, the game will be six years old, right? So maybe. Yeah. Um, but I mean, you think about CS:GO. That game came out in 2012. Yeah, it's been a long time, and they're. I mean, that the game is flawless, like literally flawless, and so it's like, it is possible to run on an older engine and have a really good polished game. Right. Well, I mean, also, the Valve's engine is really, really good. Yeah. Compared to like Siege's engine, while it works, it certainly has its quirks, right? That yeah. we all recognize. Yeah. Um, so like I would like to see Siege 2, but I don't think it should be happening anytime soon because I think they're doing a great job with Siege and like mm. with everything that they've invested and we've invested as players into Siege, like let's not like shake up the basket too much quite yet. If they did it, how do you think they should do it? Should it be like 
Yeah, it's hard. It's it's Seizure. almost like it's difficult because like you think of some games that have had a sequel, like Call of Duty, and it's just like the same thing. So it's like what like yeah, it's like this is a sequel, but like there's just different guns. Like I don't, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. And so it's like with Siege, especially, it's like some stuff has to stay the same. You can change some stuff, but it's like at what point is it not Siege anymore? Because I mean, before like when you had sequels to games, it was campaigns, right? Because like multiplayer wasn't really a thing, right? And so it was like, oh, the next Zelda was like a whole new story. Mm-hmm. Whereas like now it's like, well, Siege doesn't even have a story. So the right. next Siege is like just the same multiplayer experience. So it's still Siege with different what names. Siege 2 is basically Siege with a campaign. That'd be really cool to have a Siege campaign. That'd be sweet. They could, they could probably get people to buy a campaign for like 20 bucks each. We'd end up having yeah, they could do an campaign as DLC. Yeah. Um, cool. I don't. I don't actually know which one I prefer. Like the like most of me is saying like yeah, it should just be like CS:GO. Like don't break Siege. Just like yeah. fix like the little things, and like make it run nicer, make it look nicer. Um, and just don't don't ruin it. Like mm-hmm. I like I I hate <laughs> like there's so many games where it's like I love the first one and then I hate the sequel. Yeah. Um. But I mean, on the flip side, there's also so many games where like the first one was pretty good and the sequel's like freaking amazing. Right. Right. So like, it's hard to say, but like this one, it's like Siege is amazing. So just don't screw it up. Yeah. Because the second you release Siege 2, whether it's better or worse, Siege dies. Mm-hmm. Right. It so happens don't kill every single game. Once you release the next one, the one before it stops getting the attention that it needs right. and all of a sudden you have hacker galore going on. There are very, very few games that are able to endure of like a sequel coming out. Mm-hmm. Melee is one of the very few. Yeah. And a lot of that is due to the fact that like it's not online and it like was always grassroots community based. So right. like Siege, like no, like don't kill it. Because yeah. once you release Siege 2, Siege is dead. Yeah. Battlefield has been able to stay alive. Battlefield 4 is still pretty big. Um, That's but because that all the to... Battlefield games after that aren't as good. Like yes. By even a little bit. And that, that has to do as well with the fact that it's people's own servers and so they're able to keep up on anti-cheat yeah. and stuff like mm-hmm. that. So it's like they're watching their own server where it's like instead of DICE looking over it all or EA or whatever. Right. I mean, so. Ubi has a really good track record, especially with like the Rainbow Six series of like keeping keeping the games running. Um, so I'm not really worried about that as much as I am just like the community will be gone. Yeah. And But I don't know, maybe that's better. Get rid of the people who are just like whiners and keep the people who all love it. Who love Siege. And there's like, yeah, we there are dozens have... of us. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Just, just don't do it yet. Just give me some more time with my baby. Yeah. And then give me like a year where you don't add anything, but you just make it really, really nice. Yeah. It would be really, really nice if like they would just stop adding things. Yeah. And just support it. Fix, fix the stuff that's broken and just. Make at least maps. Siege. You can keep adding operators. Just stop maps. No more maps. I mean, I'm fine with them not adding operators either. Like, I'm I mean, I'd be fine too. Stopping. But if they need to do something new to keep people coming back, yeah, operators are better than maps. Yeah. Juka says, "Who do you guys feel are the most overrated and underrated attackers and defenders?" I feel like we've answered this question multiple times, just being asked in different ways. We've definitely talked about underrated operators. I don't know how often we talked about overrated operators. Have we? I don't really know. Overrated, I would say Vigil. <laughs> There's some people that think Vigil is like amazing because of his guns. Like, okay, yeah, maybe. Like his guns are kind of good. You're right, but 
like the KIA, but like he's not. But like, there's always the risk of like falling asleep while you're playing Vigil because you're so bored. Exactly. That's like there is a huge narcolepsy statistic that goes along with Vigil because he is absolutely boring. Right, and that's I mean that you can't put that on your team to try to pick up the slack of a sleeping teammate. Yeah. So. I, I think Vigil's overrated. People, I think Ash is overrated. Like she is really good. Yes. And like looking at my own personal stats, I win more when I play with her. And like mm-hmm. I always, every time I look at my stats, I'm like, I should probably play some more Ash because we yeah. tend to win that. She that way. Her head, her head can be hard to hit sometimes. Yes. I do not think it is as difficult as we claim it is a lot. Right. That said, like her her pick rate we have seen is like off the charts. Yeah. And, and her, her win rate is is, good. is like slightly above average yeah it's good it's not like amazing though yeah it's i mean it's not any better than like uh no i can't think of anybody who is like right on bar with her like ying i feel like ying was like right around there yeah could be I I don't know, but I like i mean it's it's just not like it's not something amazing but like everybody's picking her so um and you could probably say the same about jaeger for the same reasons like People just like the way he feels to shoot. Yeah. I, I Jaeger used to be like my main in the beta. I would play Jaeger all the time. Just yeah. Jaeger. Jaeger, Jaeger, Jaeger. Uh, uh, any other over underrated people? I'm trying to think of some underrated ones that we haven't talked about. I know we've talked about Castle being underrated sometimes on I, certain locations. I kind of think Maestro's a little underrated. Like he's just kind of yeah. complicated, I think, but like his gadget's really good and like his LMG is so amazing mm-hmm. like i mean i've sung the praises of this many many times and i think people recognize that his lmg is good but i still don't think like like very often if i'm not playing him nobody's picking him and it's like su- surprising to me yeah not really much else i can think of that we haven't mentioned before yeah I, rook is underrated i think yeah like people he, tend he wins to pick a ton. A he's not picked super super often but like he's very underrated he i mean <laughs> like he buffs your entire team without fail like there's mm-hmm. no your team, I mean, as, as long as they pick up the there's fail Cavera, yeah. Besides Cavera, but the Cavera is not part of your team. I also feel like Cavera is sometimes overrated. I also feel like Cavera is broken. Why does she have a pistol that does 99 damage that has 17 bullets in it? Yeah, like I understand it has a huge drop off, but still, like if I'm spraying her with an AR and she downs me in one shot, that is super frustrating. Like when you know she's there and you round the corner spraying her and she wins, and it's like, okay, yeah, no, I don't like that at all. I liked the old, I guess it wasn't old, so I've been like this, but like when Cavera was first played, I feel like it was more like sneak up behind people and hit them with your melee to down them because you mm-hmm. had the silent step. Mm-hmm. But it's like now it's just spray people and get your downs because you have a pistol. It's like ridiculous. that has 17 bullets in it. Yeah. But anyway, moving on to the next question by Tanker89. So I have been catching up on the podcast and one recurring theme that keeps coming up is making things easier and better for new players. So what do you think about, so what do you think about if you have your cursor over an operator at the bottom of their loadout, there's two rows, one row for who they counter and another row for who counters them. Also, if they did expand to hundred operators, adding the ability to get them out of alpha packs. And if you get a duplicate, you get 13,000 right now to get you closer to another operator. Um, so yeah, they have a thousand, op- uh, thousand operators. <laughs> they have a hundred operators. I do think there's gotta be some other way to earn them. Other than I think just, honestly, the answer is to bring down the cost of older operators. Yes, there you go. You know, because mm-hmm. like with the original stock of operators before you got them for free, like unlocking all those guys took like fifteen hours, twenty hours maybe, and it's like that's totally reasonable. Twenty hours to unlock twenty operators, right? You know, like it's just that 
I don't know why they still cost 25,000 renown right when they've been out for so long. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think, I think that's the real problem there. And I think that's how you could fix it. Cause yeah. I, like, I don't like the idea of people just getting operators too fast. True. There needs to be some sort of, um, I, I'm fine with the thing of it having like two rows or whatever, where you can see counters or whatever. Um, I mean, I wouldn't care either way, but what they do need to do is have some in-game, like, you should be able to go to that operator screen, and you should be able to see more on the operators, other than a stupid bio of the operator that nobody cares about, Yeah, and some random stuff. It should Mm -hmm. just show, like, tips on the operator, and who counters them, who, that, like, you should see everything on that screen. It should tell you everything. You shouldn't have to go to the Rainbow Six website to find out that, oh, when you sign that step for Cavera, Jackal can't see your footsteps. Right. And then, yeah, there's certain things that you like, you don't know about the operator you're choosing to play. Right. Uh, and yeah, unless you've done like ex- external research, which is stupid. Yeah. Um, about his idea on, on the showing the counters and stuff. Like, I think that's a good idea, but I don't think it's like the best way to spend their time. Yeah. Particularly because I mean, for one thing, it sort of changes from season to season based on like balance adjustments that they make exactly. and stuff. And then two, it's just like, I don't feel like, um, like even if you say somebody's like a hard counter or whatever, it's like it's not really exact science. Like that's what it was. That's what it was. Pro tips. Pro tips. That's what we talked about that one night. That we forgot to what? put on the wish list. What pro tips? Having no, no, not pro tips. The loading screen tips. No, I said that. That was in my list. Oh, it was in your list? Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Continue. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. If it wasn't, then that if it was wasn't. It. That was definitely it. But I'm pretty sure it was in my list. Okay. But like, I just don't feel like it's an exact science about like who is or isn't a counter or like at, at what point do they become a counter versus just like, oh, that's kind of a cool passive ability they have that right. interacts with that other operator. Um, so yeah, like I just, I mean, and I don't know how helpful that really is, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so it's a good idea. I just don't think that like, I think it's not like the top priority. Yeah, I agree. They do need to have some sort of when you go to the operator screen, you should see everything on the operators, literally yeah. everything. Yeah, they yeah they need to have more communicate more information communicated in the game. Mm-hmm. Um, Pudding man wants to know. Also, what if casual had a rematch option? Fun fact: It used to. Yes, it did. I don't know when that came out. I think you needed six out of ten votes to get a rematch, or was it all ten? I think you had to have all ten. Which yeah, is dumb. I think you're right. You'd have all ten a rematch. So I don't know when they took it out, but Casual did have a rematch yeah, option. Yeah, I used to have a rematch option and it was actually pretty great. Because mm-hmm. like if you got with a cool group of dudes that like you were just having fun, like screwing around, then you could do that. Or like if it was just a close match and you wanted to play them again or whatever, like you could do that. So um if I remember correctly, on the last day of the beta you were playing in the morning, you just kept doing rematch <laughs> with the same guys because you couldn't find a match again. Uh, no, well, yeah. Um, yeah. So the, the day the closed beta ended, it, it ended at like 10 PM or something. And we literally kept playing it till like 5 AM or like 8 AM the next day. Like we just played it all night. Yeah. I just got with this, I was with this random group of people and like, like it's like it shut down where you couldn't log into it anymore. But if you were logged in and playing, you could keep playing. Yeah. So we just kept it running. And like, there was times where it's like a half an hour and we like weren't finding a game. And then we'd like finally get in one. We'd be like, it's not over. This is awesome. Keep playing. <laughs> It was so fun. It was sad when the beta was over. We were so tired and so stupid, but it was really fun. You didn't go to school that day. I definitely did not go to school that day. I don't regret it. Um, I do want to mention something real fast. So Tryhardatops and Pudding Men were talking in the podcast questions, but something that Tryhardatops said was 
I think I would stop playing if this current meta of QEC spamming continues. Mm-hmm. I like what he says here, current meta of QEC spamming. We've talked about this a lot. Things change, meta changes. Right now, QEC spamming is starting to be a popular thing, but it's existed forever. So it's like the game just changes on its own. Yeah. It just happens. Yeah. So like, just let things happen and see what happens because people will find out how to counter people. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Yeah, it's true. Um... There was a question that we missed. Right at the bottom. Steel switch. Is that what you're talking about? Oh, yeah, it was. I looked at it. I didn't even see it. Funny. Steel switch. For selfish reasons, if you could reverse a nerf that came down through the patches, what would it be? As a frost main, I would bring back the Super 90 to its former OP glory and land kills from halfway across the map. What would yours be? Best old Super 90 was freaking amazing. And frost was so OP when she first came out. nuts. Absolutely nuts. I, and I already talked about this a little bit, but I would reverse Twitch's change of taking away her yeah. shocks yeah. in the drone. I loved would having Would you reverse it back to 15 or you would just... I, I would want it at 15. Wow. Yeah. I liked it. Because I never felt like it was OP when I was against it. Like no, I, yeah. I didn't really, but I loved it when I was playing with it. So mm-hmm. it was like... I mean, usually when like things are really OP, you hate it when you're against it and love it when you're with it. Mm-hmm. But I, I never had times where I was like, this drone is ridiculous. It should not be able to kill me. Right. If I got 10 hits by a drone, then heck yeah, I should be able yeah. to kill me. Yeah. Um, I, I, like, I feel like part of that was just because like there's so many gadgets in there now that yeah. like. Yeah. If for her to be able to kill 15 but, gadgets is ridiculous. Yeah. Um, so mine is similar. I would let Thatcher kill cameras again. I don't know why he can't kill cameras oh, anymore. It's dumb. Yeah. Especially since like all the gadgets they've added recently, it's like, oh, by the way, Thatcher can't EMP this thing. Yeah. And it's like, oh, well, okay. <laughs> and now I also can't EMP just like standard security cameras. Yeah. Like that's dumb. It does kind of suck. So yeah, that one, that one's lame. Um, Cappy Tao should get his frags back. <sighs> IQ should get her frags back. Yeah. They keep messing with IQ. Like they, they keep, don't know what to do with her. No, they keep upping and then making go down her range for scanning stuff. I mean, I don't really know what to do with her either, but. Anyway, hi Q. I don't know what to do with you. One of my to bring this question to like a different scope. One of my favorite buffs recently actually is Clash's buff to give her five damage per tick because it's so easy now to tell like how much damage you've given to someone as Clash. Like I oh, can just count yeah. five, ten, fifteen, right. twenty. Like yeah, yeah, I've yeah, killed yeah. people with it. Like I, I like playing Clash, Clash, a lot, and I don't feel like she's OP, and I don't feel like she's like weak either like i feel mm-hmm. like she's actually in a good spot mm-hmm. um so yeah um blackbeard unnerf him like three nerfs back probably yeah poor guy <laughs> that's the, the problem with blackbeard is the same issue with cappy tower like in pro league he's really really good right but like in gold play he's just kind of sucky to like okay yeah and so it's like that poor man what do you do that poor poor man um those are probably the only ones I can think of. Yeah. But I would definitely undo those. Yep. Agreed. All right. So that's all our questions for today. Anything else you want to bring up? No, I am sure I'll think of more random stuff to talk about by the time we do the next podcast. Perfect. That's, I think that's... it was pro tips or the loading screen tips. I'm pretty I have to sure go back not. and listen to it. I'm pretty sure. Okay, if you like the podcast, you can, of course, subscribe on your favorite platform. We're on iTunes, we're on Spotify, we're on everything. 
Uh, you can find your particular link at anchor.fm slash unrenowned if you need to find it. Um, also, don't forget to join the Discord where we can all play together and have a great time. And what else? Follow us on Twitter at r6unrenowned. Sometimes mm-hmm. we tweet things about Siege. Sometimes. Also, if you have questions, send in your questions. It doesn't have to be about Siege. We like Siege questions, but it could be about other games. It could be about games in general. It could be about why Chris is so devilishly handsome. Yeah. He so wasn't you expecting can... a compliment. <laughs> He's like, what's he going to say about me? Um, I do like that. They're just random questions. I think they're kind of funny. Yeah. I loved I loved Taylor's question about uh, Boxers of Reese. No, that was a dumb question. I can, because here's the thing. I can bring up some theory and hypothesis about whatever you talk about, and we can make it interesting. Like, guaranteed that's, I have that's it. That's arguable. Interesting is arguable. Yeah. Oh, it's interesting. Guaranteed <laughs> I have a hypothesis about every single thing that you can have a question on. So ask us your questions. We won't read them all, but. I will read them. Unless and, I, and I will then. cut them out. Um, quick shout out to Kelly Gilbert. Because, oh uh, yeah, so, you know what? No. The self-indulgence. She is, yeah, she's my sister, and she asked for a uh, shout-out because I said we had, like, a amount of people listening to the podcast. She was like, wait, what? And I was like, yeah. So, shout-out to Kelly Gilbert. She's also my sister, and I rejected the concept of giving her a shout-out. Yeah, but, you know. Um, you can also follow us on Twitch and YouTube. I am VG Fiasco. And I am just hello with three O's. And you can find those links also in the podcast description. Thanks for listening, guys. Have a good one. Just goodbye.